Jeff Grimes, who has made his way after all sorts of journeys across the country back to his home state of Texas. And Jeff, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show and welcome back to uh, Texas. I mean, you're only, you're about an hour and a half from your hometown. This has to feel, uh, this has to feel kind of familiar to you. It feels great, and um, I like how you're doing it. Jump right in. Let's don't ease into it. I'm not going to do that either. We're going to jump right in here and get this uh, get this thing rolling. But, yeah, it feels great to be back home. I already checked. I'm from, my, from my mom's address to right here where we're sitting, I'm 110 miles. And uh, my wife's family, she's actually from Amarillo, but all her family is in Houston. And, you know, so many, so many friends that I have from – from all my years growing up, my time in college, and then even all the years that I that I coached other places, most of that time I still recruited Texas. So lots and lots of connections and close friends here and, and couldn't be happier to be back. Yeah, uh, folks have landed a few players over the years from uh, South Garland, Garland. I remember Joe Martin, some of those teams, um, North Garland even. Now they have Lakeview. Over there, so uh, Garland has probably changed a little bit since you were uh, you were growing up there. And uh, by the way, I loved uh, the Salt Lake Tribune headline. I, I, I saw this the other day when when you were hired. They said <laughs> they said Jeff Grimes, comma practicing Baptist. That was like in the it was in the headline. <laughs> it, 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 it might as well have said like Buddhist that, or something. Yeah, interesting. Interesting take from uh, from that part of the country. <laughs> I would say so. Were you able to? Um, and I and I have read that you are. Uh, you know I, that that is an interesting uh, part of the world, and obviously surrounded by LDS and Mormons. I know you have a lot of great friends from that. What was that? Uh, what was that like? As a, I mean, that that you know, I've uh, I made a mistake one time of going on a mission trip and trying to witness to a. Uh, to a Mormon, you better know you better know your stuff, Jeff. As you probably found out, I, they they sort of put me it in my place. It was great for us, you know. It was great for us. It was great for our family. A great place for my kids. Um, a, an unbelievably great group of people. Really, really wanted to um, live with the same moral fiber that that we believe in as a family and so it was great for me and I and I had two stints there for three years each time my youngest boy was actually born there Um, and so it was a great experience for me and all the people that I worked with and the players that I coached were I mean just couldn't have been better to me and then obviously um, I had a nice little run there um with the team and on offense, and so that that always makes you um, more well liked. So it, it was yeah. great for me. Talking to Jeff Grimes, Baylor's new offensive coordinator. You know you're going to get recruited hard now because what's the question when you move back to Texas? Well, Jeff, what you have you found a church home yet? So they're <laughs> they're already man. They're going to be reaching out to you. The folks at First Baptist were already texting me. Can you throw in a word for us? I think I went to Columbus Avenue. I say I think. I kind of bounced around a little bit. I had to go. Grant Taft was my freshman Sunday school teacher. So I was always, I have to admit, I would go there hoping he would talk about the game the previous night. And um, <laughs> and he, he would mention it, but mostly it was about Scripture and that kind of thing. So you'll get hit up pretty hard 
on, uh, but you'll, you'll great, find it. Yeah, what a great <laughs> privilege that was. If you, I tell you what, if you can guarantee me that Coach Taft would uh, be my Sunday school teacher, I'd show up. <laughs> you think First Baptist that might be a that might be a feather in their cap? Uh, you know, I you have been a long time O line coach, and I'm just sort of curious. How did that go when you went all those years, you were at LSU, BYU, when you transitioned into calling plays? I would think that, um, boy, Andy Reid, somebody you crossed paths with all those years ago, I would think that the O-line, being an O-line coach would give you a really great foundation for calling plays. Um, what was that transition like for you? Did it, did it come very naturally? since you had been working with those schemes for so long or what was that, what was that like? Yeah, it, you know, it did, but really because of the time that, that I spent with so many good coaches, you know, and you mentioned Andy Reid, you know, he was, he was my offensive line coach for a couple of years in college, but he's a, he's a guy that's obviously been a successful play caller and he was actually never even a coordinator until he became a head coach and, you know, a former offensive line coach and, there, there are a lot of people out there that come from all sorts of different backgrounds. I think the most common is a guy that's a quarterback coach. But I think if you're a good coach and you see the big picture, then it doesn't matter whether you're a um, quarterback coach or a running backs coach or an offensive line coach. I think you can, I think you can do it from from any position as long as you know the game and and you uh, have uh, a wide lens to see from. For me, um, I think a big part of it was surrounding myself with the right people, and I had a great staff that worked with me there at, at BYU. And then the other thing is just being under a bunch of great coordinators who really gave me a lot of um, ownership over the years, whether it was at LSU or Virginia Tech or um, Auburn. I just, I've been a lot of places where I had a lot of ownership in what was being done on offense already. And somebody asked me one time when I was interviewing for a coordinator job a number of years ago, if I was ready to call plays. And I said, well, you know, I've been asked in, in some pretty important games, what I felt like was the best call on a fourth and goal at the one yard line. And, um, if I can make that call, then I think I can make any call. And so I've been fortunate to have been trusted by a lot of good people over the years. And I think the biggest adjustment is just the management of a larger group, uh, both the staff and a group of players. But honestly, something that, that I enjoy a great deal. Talking to Jeff Grimes, Baylor's new offensive coordinator, also will handle the uh, tight ends. Jeff, if you were going to say, okay, here's my prototype for an offensive lineman, when you're out uh, recruiting what is obviously you got you want the certain measurables some uh coaches love vertical jumps because it shows that power down there are there a couple things jeff over the years that really jump off the page at you that make you think okay this guy has a chance to be really really good for me well i think offensive linemen all players but especially offensive linemen come in all shapes and sizes and so you have some guys that are that are more compact and really powerful. You have some guys who are longer and more fluid, and I think they come in all shapes and sizes. If you if you paint yourself in a corner too much, then you really limit the number of guys that you can go and, and recruit and have a chance to develop. And so 
I don't have an exact uh, standard that they have to fit because I recognize that they do come in different shapes and sizes and makeups. I would just say if they're big enough, you know, if they're long enough, if they're flexible enough, if they have enough of the prerequisites, then I'm trying to find out those things that matter really um, the most, the intangibles. Number one, are they tough? Do they have high character? Do they love the game? And are they smart? Because if they have enough of those prerequisites, enough of the physical skill set, even if they're not elite in those categories, if they love the game and if they're tough and intelligent, then they'll develop into good offensive linemen because it's, it's a developmental position and it's one that you have more skill training and more development in front of them when they come to college than what you have at other positions. Well, and by the way, none of the, none of these players will go on missions, Jeff. So you won't lose any of them for two or three years. So I, I I've always I've always been fascinated with that at BYU because in some ways I'm sure they become more mature, and sometimes when they come back from these missions, maybe they're maybe they become better players. But I've always wondered, like, how do they when they're off somewhere do on their mission? Can they stay in shape? Do they stay in shape? Have you? Did you ever have someone, Jeff, return to you looking like a different person, almost like an offensive lineman that lost about fifty pounds? Yeah, some. Yeah, some of them can stay in shape. Some cannot. It just depends on where they are and what their routine is. Most of them do not. Most of them, um, what I used to say right when they came back to the rest of our coaches, we'd be looking at this new guy that came back, and I just don't look at him for a year. Don't even look at him. Don't evaluate him. Don't make any decisions on him whatsoever for a year. In a year, then you'll see who he's really going to be. And so that was the challenge. But there were a lot of benefits from it, too. And we had guys, yeah, we had guys that gained weight, lost weight, guys that more than anything, they just, you know, typically would lose that that burst and some of that explosive power that they had and just took them a little while to get it back. What did, uh, talking to Jeff Grimes, uh, the offense coordinator at Baylor, Walk me back through. You arrive at uh, BYU 2000 uh, after that 2017 season. What did um, or yeah? What what did you find from uh, uh, Zach Wilson? I mean, what a what an amazing story that is. What was he when you got when you first met him? What was he like? And then obviously yeah, so getting him to this I point. To, yeah, I got to be there on the very front end with Zach um, when. And our head coach at BYU, Kalei Sataki, started talking to me about the job. One of my first questions was telling me about the quarterbacks. And we talked about those who were on the roster, but then he talked about this kid who was still in high school that had been committed to Boise State that he thought he was going to be able to flip and wanted me to get involved in in recruiting him um, once, once I was ready to take the job. And so... I watched his film, his high school film, and was really impressed. Just this kid with, with a lot of uh, competitive spirit. You could really feel his passion for the game and watching his tape. Um, a little bit undersized, a little bit underdeveloped, which is probably why he wasn't really heavily recruited. Um, but just a guy who was a who was a great football player could could run around and make plays, but still had a lot of development in front of him. And so then. Um, the first weekend I was out there, I, I was out there to be actually uh, introduced and meet the team and all that. And Zach was actually there on his official visit recruiting trip and got to know him and his family and then just continued the recruitment process. And 
Um, a number of people were trying to get in on him at that time, but we were able to land him. And then he showed up right away. He was an early graduate, was there that spring. Um, obviously had a lot to learn, but you could see his arm talent and his intelligence right away. Played about half of, halfway through that season. We transitioned to him as a starter. Um, finished the season really well, went 18 for 18 in our bowl game. And uh, then the, then he had shoulder surgery. And so a lot of people ask me, like every TV interview I did before every game this year, almost every scout that I talked to from the NFL about him say, what was the biggest difference between his junior year and his sophomore year? And it was just his health. His sophomore year came back and was coming back off of shoulder surgery, didn't, didn't have um, really anywhere close to full speed arm strength. The ball just didn't jump out of his hand the way that it did before. Couldn't, couldn't drive the ball across the field. And so he was playing at a significant deficit. And then he messed up his thumb in our fifth game, I believe had to have surgery on his thumb and then came back the last couple of games, but he was never really himself that year. And so this year he came back at full strength and not only was he at full strength, but he had really spent a lot of time learning the game. And that's what I've told really every NFL coach or um, scout that I've talked to that, you know, yeah, you can see his, his ability on the field, but what you can't see is his mind for the game and his passion for it. There's nobody who's going to prepare harder than he is. Nobody's going to watch more film. Nobody loves the game more than he does. And really that's, you know, that's what makes him and and really most great players successful. Um, You have to have the talent, but that love for the game drives you to do all those other things. And and he has that um, as much as any player I've ever been around. You know, scheme-wise at BYU, did, did you did you start to change things a little bit to when you get a guy like that that has that sort of unbelievable talent? Do you try to? I guess you got to try to play to his strengths. What did you, uh, you know, as he developed and as he became even young in his time, your guy? Did what did you sort of do with that offense? Because you know, by the time we got, uh, he became, you know, we all started watching him. He was unbelievably good this year, but I'm just I'm just sort of wondering what you did with the offense to to get him to this point. What what did you tweak with it and, and all that kind of thing? Yeah, I think any any good coach um, understands how to play to the strengths of the players that he has, and so uh, whether you're talking about uh, what you're doing with your with your running backs in the run game or what your offensive lineman can do best or certainly your quarterback, he's touching the ball every play. And so you better be thinking about what he can do and how he can excel and and play at his very best. And so, yeah, we, we evolved some during, during Zach's time there. And this year, I think we settled in on some things that really, that, that he did um, particularly well. He's, he's great at the downfield throws. So we threw the ball down the field this this year more than we had, and certainly his health was a part of that as well. But um, Zach's one of those unique guys who who could probably do almost anything that you ask him to do. He can throw the twenty yard comeback across the field. He can throw the ten yard out across the field, and you know those are really the hardest throws, not the not the ones where you're trying to throw it fifty for for a touchdown on a post or a go. A lot of guys can can throw those balls, um, but he can make those throws that that some guys can't, you know, and you hear 
that comment sometimes about a quarterback. He can make all the throws, and yeah. not very many guys actually can, but Zach can. So it really, with his health this year in particular, it opened up the playbook to us and allowed us to really um, do more things and do whatever whatever we wanted to and what fit the guys at our other skill positions. But yeah, we certainly we certainly evolved, and the offense the offense changed as as Zach progressed and some other guys did around him. And we, I'll do the same thing here. We'll, we'll run, um, we'll run an offense that's very similar to what we did at BYU, but we will modify it and, and um, be able to be versatile and flexible enough to take advantage of the skill set that we have at, at quarterback and our other positions too. Yeah, and this team, uh, talking to Jeff Grimes, Baylor's new offense coordinator, this team really struggled to run the ball last year. Uh, had some great wide receivers. For whatever reason, offense just did not get going this past season. What Have, have you had a chance to evaluate? I know you just got hired, but what, what, sort of, uh, what sort of talent, what sort of weapons do you think you have in the short time that you've uh, had a chance to take a, take a look around? Because you have had some guys that have decided to stay, uh, on both sides of the ball, but as you look at some of these offensive players, what do you what do you think you have? You know, to be honest with you, I have not spent much time at all looking at the guys that we have here on this team, and um, but for a couple of reasons. One, I've I've been so inundated with recruiting, just trying to catch up on the players that we're recruiting, getting to know those guys, and then trying to push a few more offers out this week. That's that's been a huge part of our time commitment and then the other part of it is and I did this at BYU too is I don't I don't really know that I want to watch too much because I don't want to build a preconceived notion about a player based on a different offense and a different a different time and different place and and different coaching and I kind of want to give all of them an opportunity to to come in with a clean slate and feel like um, you know, as a coach, we you know we want to say that we're open-minded to everyone, but we're all we're all humans, and human nature um, makes it difficult at times to uh, change your mind about something. And the hardest thing to change your mind about is something that you already believe to be true about someone. And so, I want to give all of them a, a fresh opportunity to come in and prove themselves to me. And uh, so. We haven't done a whole lot of that, and I'm just looking forward to beginning to teach them what what we're going to do and what this year is going to look like. All right, we'll wait till next week to ask you for the starting quarterback. Okay, we'll just give you <laughs> we'll give you a, a little break to ease into this thing. Yeah, but uh, how, what would you say the over under is on that question between now and maybe let's just say it goes until. Um, until uh, two weeks before the first game. What's the over-under on how many times that question is asked? I mean, it's just how many times we get to talk to you. You know, Dave may (laughs) – it'll be be a pretty high number. And, of course, we'll have some nuance to it. Who's doing better, uh, Jeff? Who's – Who's kind of you know they'll, they'll try not to ask you who the starter is. They'll just try to kind of get you to <laughs> almost like uh, you know uh, racehorses try to get or something. Me to say anything. That's what you'll do. Oh, try to get anything. anything out of yeah. The other than yeah. The, the direct answer. Yeah. 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 Does Blake Shapin rem- yeah remind you the most of Zach Wilson? You know things like that. You know <laughs> they'll they'll, <laughs> they'll work on you in, in a lot of different ways. But listen, we appreciate it. Um, we, you know, everybody says great things about you. We had David Lee on the other day who became a great friend of mine when I covered the Cowboys, and 
he was your head coach out at UTEP, and I know that oh, time great. in El Paso. Yeah, he yeah. Is, he's awesome. He actually, he's actually responsible probably as much as anyone for giving me an opportunity to get started in in college coaching. I don't know if he told you, but he was the offensive coordinator at Rice when Ken Hatfield was the head coach, and and got me in there, and and uh, he and I have stayed in touch over the years, and and I just I just I, actually he called me. Um, about a week or so ago, wanted to get information on Zach and and uh, some other things, but yeah, great great person and and uh, been blessed to have stayed in touch with him. Yeah, well, we really enjoyed this, and, and you know, stay off the phone with him. He might try to get you to run that wild hog formation. Uh, may try to get you to bring that to Baylor. Obviously, had some success with that with Houston and the gang at Arkansas. But uh, coach, really appreciate. It. I know you got meetings coming up, and uh, look forward to. Um, talking with you and best of luck to you moving forward all right hey you got it and look forward to getting to know y'all better